With the advent of clean energy, long-distance freight was no longer the ecological burden it had been in the early 21st century, so international transport exploded. Getting any item or material from any location to any other location is no longer any concern, and even less so since maglev and hovertech has enabled ultra-high-speed rail to hurtle cargo across oceans and continents in a matter of hours. Considering the deep necessity of rare earth materials for high technology of the world, such transport routes get used a lot, but are also a quick and easy channel for international travel, although the higher end of society prefer to travel via shallow space dive launches. Generally, long-distance mag freight trains are considered one of the safest and most reliable transport methods. However, there have been several attempts at intercepting certain amazing port packages lately, so they're taking nothing for granted. New intelligence strongly suggests an attempt is going to be made on a train-delivered consignment, so a team is being deployed to safeguard it as it crosses the ocean to its final destination. I'm Ben, and I created the game we'll be playing tonight, Cybertopia. I'll be running the game, narrating the world, and performing as any non-player characters we come across. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Ray. Hi, I'm Valerie. Between missions, your agents are stored in cryopods. This is to repair and rejuvenate your bodies after missions, get you over your past traumas and help heal you and your wounds. So the three of you all awaken in uh, your pods and you lift up and doors open and you can see each other across the room. Then a hollow screen appears across the room from you and you can see the face of your commanding officer, a stern, older looking lady. She yeah, addresses you. Hello, team. I uh, I uh, I have a, a new mission for you. Um, oh, actually, you you're newbies, aren't you? Uh, rookies. I, I see. This is your first mission. Uh, so yes, welcome welcome to Amazing Corp. And uh, yes, we have a, a a special assignment that uh, needs urgent attention. Actually, we've got a uh, we've got a consignment of cargo that is apparently under threat. Uh, our intelligence suggests uh, there's. Uh, a group of terrorists known as the Underground who are targeting and intend to intercept this uh, very, very important cargo. I unfortunately aren't able to divulge to you what exactly is in this, but it's very valuable uh, and we must have it uh, delivered um, tonight, in fact. And uh, the, the train, we're aware, has been travelling across the Atlantic Ocean and is due to arrive in a, a matter of hours. It's already been on the tracks for about 12 and we know there's one more stop before it reaches its destination and there'll, there'll be a couple of hours. So you can board at that stop and hopefully protect the cargo for the last leg of its journey. We must ensure that it's delivered fully intact and undamaged. And also the train line itself is vitally important to our supply lines. It isn't run by Amazing Corps, but we must ensure that it is kept fully operational as per usual with the Tabula Rasa agents, we need to ensure full plausible deniability. So let's try and keep it clean, keep it safe, and keep Amazing Corp's name out of the news, please. I don't get involved in the details, so I'll leave you with our AI assistant, Alpha India, to make the arrangements for your approach and setting up. Goodbye and good luck. And she blips away, and a small hole opens up in the ceiling, and a little spherical drone drops down. Hey team, let's get you set up. What would you like to be today? Hi everyone, I'm Frankie Collard. Uh, my skills are philosophical discourse, explosives, shooting, climbing and observation. I always take a shotgun with me wherever I go because you never know. And an electronic lockpick for those more fiddly breaching situations, which is my background I'm just very good at getting into places people don't want me to get into. And I think if we're getting on a train, I'm going to want to be able to hold on to the outside. So I've got some magnetic handhold grips to cling on to. We're talking like Mission Impossible suction pad kind of things, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm thinking by the time the hurricane has arrived... It's too late to ask which butterfly flapped its wings. I think there might be the person already on board. So I definitely want to have a heartbeat monitor so we can find where they're hiding on the train already. I'll choose my last gear slot once we've got an actual plan. Okay, that's very valid. Once you leave the armory area, once you've decided your approach, it'll be too late. So we'll make sure that doesn't get forgotten. So... Hello guys, I'm Buren. Uh, 
I don't have the brightest outlook on life because I just get frozen in time and then I wake up and go to work and then I get frozen in time again. I was supposed to write HR about that and I did, but they didn't get back to me. So I'm not sure. I hope my performance isn't down. I think you were asleep when the reply came through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, our, our email uh, policy uh, deleted it after 30 minutes, so I can never read any emails. <laughs> Data retention is rough in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, the others might not know that yet, but I'm I'm a walker pilot, so I have my own uh, walker. Uh, I'm going to choose my amazing climate-saving walker TM for this mission, and I'm going to equip it with the amazing train-compatible highest-pressure bi-air blasters weapon system TM for this mission. And then I'll be swapping my toolbox a little bit, so we'll take with us an amazing train-specialized affordable all-job toolbox TM. So my skills are shooting and then also specialization of heavy weapon accuracy. I also have piloting anything that's not a walker and tinkering in case we need to fix the train. So when you say piloting anything that's not a walker, you mean like trains and planes and spaceships? Sure, and- Air- airplanes or whatever. <laughs> we can stick to trains okay. if, if it's No, that's fine. Much. That's cool. I like that. That's nice. I am I'm a, a walker pilot and an anything pilot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Walker parentheses pilot. And I love the naming of your gear as well. It's like you've been hanging out with the engineering team and been like, I, I need this. Can you, can you do this? Uh, it needs to shoot air but let's make it sound cool. Yeah, it's the only agency I have over my life, so I like to choose my own things. But it's basically whatever corporate gives me. It's all amazing labeled, so... <laughs> yep, for sure. Uh, hi, I'm um, I, I, I'm Maurice. Uh, I, this is my first time on an uh, amazing core job, so um, I hope you'll all bear with me. Uh, my skills, my specialty, uh, my, my background is in customer service, um, food service specifically. So I hope that um, this will be good. They, they got me through the interview because of my people skills. Uh, pretty good at empathy. Um, uh, you'll notice uh, that uh, they flex their uh, robotic arms and go, uh, I've got a little bit of experience with cybernetics as well. So anything robotic, maybe I can have a look. But my real specialty is in uh, empathizing with people, persuading people, a um, little bit of food background as well. But I don't know how useful that's going to be. Um the gear I'm bringing, well, these uh, babies, and again, I hold up my arms and go, there are all sorts of things in here, uh, gadgets and gizmos from my old life. Um, maybe some will be useful, fingers crossed. Uh, I also have this uh, scanner that really helps to uh, understand how people's bodies are reacting. Um, hopefully I can tell if someone's lying or someone's stressed out, something like that. We'll see. I've never used it like this before. Um, I have this heat gun as well. It microwaves things. I really hope I don't have to microwave anything that isn't normally microwaved. But if we do, I'm ready and willing. (laughs) One creme brulee, please. Uh, I really hope this is going to go well. Who's got the popcorn? Your stress radar always goes off if Buren is nearby, by the way. That's your <laughs> constant baseline of stress. Oh, no, this is a bad combo for this team. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, you look like... Hang on. Uh, just uh, out of interest, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's your um, drink of choice? Your hot drink of choice? Lemonade. <laughs> ah, okay. lemonade. Like a hot lemonade. Ah, well... Well, oh, uh, I haven't really thought about hot drinks. I just drink lemonade all day. Well, luckily for you, uh, that is my that's my specialty. I know exactly what someone wants to drink pretty much at any time, um, just by its instinct. Uh, so I just whip out the arm. It's just like fruit comes out, comes up. I just uh, flip out a cup from somewhere on my person, who knows where, <laughs> and uh, and pour you a nice, perfectly chilled glass of lemonade and hand it over. I tell you, really need this. Maurice is going to get very distracted in the hospitality car, aren't they? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> okay, so we've got Maurice, Buran, and Frankie. Okay, team, how would you like to approach this mission? 
we've arranged for you to have tickets for boarding the train at the last station before the final leg of the journey. If you're around, we can have your walker delivered on top of the train. I don't think it's going to fit through the doors. Yeah, that sounds all right. I think we did that last time. Can I be in the walker when you do that? Okay. You may have trouble getting back into the train if you start on top of it, though. Uh, I already don't like this. Um, okay, whatever you say. I'll follow orders. We don't at this point know if there is anyone on the train that is going to be suspicious or if the train will be boarded mid-flight or how we're expecting this attack to approach us. So it's it's good to have all the bases covered. Okay. Out of interest, Bjorn, can you... Those walker things have always amazed me when I've seen them on TV. Can you pilot them remotely? Do you have like a headset or do you have to be in there specifically? Can I do that, Ben? I think you can call it to you or like direct it, basic directions. I don't think you could like get it to remotely like battle for you, but I, I think you could get it to like, if you were further down the train and you needed it to come to you, you could get it to do that for you. Well, I, uh, based on, sorry for interrupting, but based on our other friend here's speciality, it sounds like if you can call it to you and it's outside the train and needs to be inside the train, uh, I've seen those trains. Those walls aren't that thin, right? We would appreciate if the train could be kept mostly intact. But oh, I mean, you know, of course, but well, needs must. The priority is to protect our cargo, so you do what you need to do. Just a thought. The, the magnetic grips would be perfect for getting into and out of the mech on the train. That's kind of what I was thinking they'd be used for clinging onto the outside of the train if you needed to. Oh, that sounds great. Okay, yeah. Then we'll start inside the train until I know I'll need the walker. Wonderful. Yes, yeah, so we expect there to be some passengers on board. We don't currently have any intelligence that suggests any of them are of a threat, but you never know. People slip through the net all the time. Yes, yes, they do. Hmm. There's not a lot to discuss in terms of boarding the train you'll get on in the passenger car. And it depends on what you want your cover to be, because we can't send you in as Amazing Corpse agents. Maybe you could be the maintenance team or security personnel. Oh, this would be up to you, really. I could do pilot or maintenance crew. What are train pilots called? I'm blanking on the term. Conductors? No. No, it's a driver for a train, isn't it? The conductor's the guy that checks the tickets. I do like the idea that because a maglev train is technically in the air, that the train drivers have decided they're pilots, and that's just... Yeah, that's really cool. You're not going to argue with the person flying your train, are you? Yeah, and that's a key point about these trains, actually, because they're more than just maglev trains. Basically, to get across these big old oceans, there isn't a track all the way across. They've basically got big platforms that are like islands, and it does big hops between them that's cool as hell which also means that it can't slow down too much between platforms otherwise it may just fall into the sea so that is something to keep in mind in this don't try and stop the train yeah i'm just gonna note that now (laughs) (laughs) there is no emergency break we'll have you delivered to the island of the last stop and you can board the train there and that'll be the the final piece of land before it reaches the mainland so do not stop the train between that island and the mainland you will fall in the sea can you pilot boats Buran? is that a thing you can do just in case um yeah yeah i can do that ah, we'll be all right then <laughs> <laughs> okay valerie do you have any ideas at this point of how to fill your last point for your gear i mean what you could well, do is you could increase one of your existing pieces to a plus two item. So um, you've got a, you've got a shotgun. Maybe you could have it be a yeah. electric shotgun or a uh, tranquilizing shotgun or something. Maybe it could be a shotgun with a net. A oh, net gun? That's <laughs> cool as hell. Those do exist. I, I like it. I'm going to make that a net gun. Maybe then, if it's if it's a plus two, um, could it have an under barrel net launcher? So yeah, you've got that's options. what I'm thinking. So if it was yeah. a plus, if it's a plus two, it can be a shotgun and a net launcher. 
it, it's it's the weapon for when you want to be able to ask questions afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, question? It's the pacifying slash pacifist gun. <laughs> oh, I like love that. it. Well, it seems to me that there are ways in which everything flows according to their natural qualities. To get on board our covers, I mean, Maurice has a has a built-in cover. Story. Exactly. I feel. Yes, no, I'm completely with you. Everyone loves a service worker. Well, they um, don't, unfortunately, but, you know, <laughs> they should. Yes, they, sh- they absolutely should. Conduit between our pleasure and the thing that it comes from. I, I haven't really thought this through properly. <laughs> this analogy. It's a philosophy in process, you know. Yeah. It's developing. It, yeah. yeah, so you're standing on the platform. And Buran's walker is being held on like some sort of lifter thing, waiting to be uh, onboarded to the train. As the train just whooshes in, pulls up and uh, stops nicely, very neatly at the platform. There's only one door that you can go into on this train because it's primarily a freight train, but there is a small passenger area. So you file into this door. There's no one else on the platform. No one else joins you here. It's the middle of the night. Uh, Let's say it's like, 2 a.m. ish. This is the night train, and it will be crossing the sea. And the door uh, slides shut behind you. And um, out of interest, how common is it to see people carrying firearms? Do we need to smuggle the gear aboard? Is what I'm thinking. Okay, so firearms aren't outlawed. Okay. If you are walking around waving them around, you're probably going to scare people. But like, if someone just sees that you have a gun on you, they're not going to freak out. Cool. Okay, so we we don't need to smuggle things aboard, is what we're. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to present How yourselves as. Otherwise, if yeah. you don't want to look like assassins, don't go in waving swords. It's a very good point because I could push a catering cart in. You know, if you want to load anything that might look like a little bit conspicuous under there, and then retrieve it once we're through, uh, if you're feeling like it. F- Frankie's just wearing like a, a basic maintenance overall kind of thing with a bag. The shotguns in the ah, bag. Smart. This hidden, along with smart. any other. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> along with the magnetic grips and so on. You've clearly done this before. I'm sorry. Just uh, thinking, uh, thinking on the ball here. But you've got this nailed down. So. So you have all entered, and you've got into the small kind of entrance way onto the train, and the train immediately pulls away because there's no one else to board from the platform. It's the middle of the night. There's no one to greet you. There's no one like checking tickets or anything. You just assumed. Oh. They're getting on the train because they are supposed to be on the train. No one else boards a train at 2 a.m. in the morning. So, yeah, you're in this entrance way area. And there's uh, just one door that goes through into the passenger area. And if you walk through into that, you'll see just a lot of people asleep, really. Like I said, it's nighttime. There's a small family, you presume. uh, Two adults and two children. The children are fast asleep, laying their heads on their parents' laps. And the parents also look to have dozed off. There's a, a few other people. Everyone is asleep. Uh, there's some uh, probably migrant workers of some kind and a couple uh, maybe on their honeymoon or something like that. They're clearly on some sort of cheapish vacation. I think uh, if you were going on an elaborate honeymoon these days, you'd probably be taking the space divers. But this is a, a, the, the more budget way to travel these days. Not a huge car, maybe a dozen people in here total. But uh, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any staff in this particular area. Just uh, everyone asleep. Um, is everyone asleep? Can I double check that? I, I have a, a biomonitor scanner after all. I just want to make sure no one's pretending as someone you got on. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have our first roll of the night then. That's like a seven total. So probably I don't know anything. <laughs> Uh, so with a seven, you think everyone's asleep and like properly asleep. Nobody seems to be showing up on your scanner. Yeah, you're not sure that it's working properly. Maybe it needs some warming up or something. But yeah, a bit close to the magnets. Yeah, probably that doesn't help. Looking on your scanner and looking at the people in the carriage, you're like, yeah, everyone seems asleep. I don't think anyone in here is our person. They all seem to be asleep. Can I have Frankie just check the the heartbeat detector as well? See if it's picking up a heartbeat that is like higher than the the average around. 
like a bit faster or something like that. Are you going to walk around the carriage, like trying out each person or? Um, <laughs> we could walk through, couldn't we? And just like. Yeah, yeah, just, just walk, walk along. Okay, I, I was kind of imagining you going up, getting in front of each person and be like, Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, in the, um, Frankie's main concern is to get to the freight part of the train. So, it's like, just walking past, does anything stand out as noticeable? Okay. Yeah. Let's have you roll to check for heartbeats and weirdness, I guess. Can I also claim observation skills for this? Yeah, for sure. As well as as well as the heartbeat oh, monster, yeah, so you can stack them. Two. So yeah, uh, for a total of four. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's all right. Get the low rolls out early. We are nailing this. <laughs> yeah, as you're going through the heartbeat monitor, is maybe like fritzing out a little bit. Maybe also needs to warm up, or maybe you need to change the batteries. Who knows? But you have to bang it a little bit, and you're waving it around, and you're like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Too many overlapping heartbeats in one space for it to figure out anything. You have to get the next model up next time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's Frankie on the way to the freight section, just sort of lumbering down the, the central aisle and then carry on. Okay. So are you all just going to pass through the passenger area? Are you going to wake anyone up or investigate deeper into anyone in particular oh goodness no we could never wake up a, a sleeping customer on a on a passenger train that'd be dreadful service yeah to be fair those children are not going to be happy so no no and if they're not happy everyone in this car is going to be happy <laughs> um did they out of interest so they didn't tell us what we were protecting but they did they tell us where it was what it might it's in the cargo section yeah and yeah, the cargo section is kind of towards the front of, of where you are. So you've got like the passenger section, then there's like a little hospitality area, and then the cargo area is ahead of that. So not like a huge, in my head I was picturing a huge long train, Quite not, not quite. It is long, but the area where normal people can go is relatively small. Right, so it's like uh, the, the, the thing we're protecting is in like the parcel car. But there are freight cars behind, for yeah. example, that are like heavy goods. And that's not what we're worried about. So the, the cargo you're being sent to protect is quite large. Okay. So it is in a freight area, but you know the exact freight area that it's in on the train because it's cool. been put there by Amazing Corp at the other side of the ocean. Gotcha. So you know exactly where they are and that's where you're heading towards. To get into the other freight areas of the train is a much more kind of sealed off, but also somewhat mundane area. Yeah, noted. Okay, cool. Sealed off for now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But also uh, large sections of the train are full of all of the tech and fuel that is used to power these things about shooting them across the ocean. Cool. So yeah, if you walk through the passenger area, you'll get into the hospitality car. I've only known Frankie for, what, a couple of hours, but already I know that if something's sealed off, no, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Are there cameras in any of the cars? I don't think so. No, no, there's no cameras in this. Yeah, I'd say it's a slightly older model of of a train. There's no CCTV or anything like that on this train. I, I think because it's a relatively small passenger flow on this route, they don't really care for like monitoring really okay uh could i maybe set up a camera using my old job toolbox i don't know if it's part of that yeah yeah i think i try to you know are you setting up the camera in the passenger car yeah sure i'll just like stick it to one corner and then have it like um look down at the at the guys and then i'll link it to my mobile phone so i can pull up the feed Sounds good. All right, let's have a roll for train toolbox and, I guess, tinkering. Yeah. Good thinking. Oh, I rolled a one, so it's like a four. Okay, it's not so a lot. When you roll a one, you get a trauma. <laughs> so this will be an ongoing minus one penalty in a related field. So let me think, what would a related thing to this activity be? How about um, you're going to be clumsy? You're going to have minus one clumsy. So when you're trying to do anything delicate from now on, 
that is going to affect your rolls. How you get rid of this trauma is by rolling successes against it. So if you roll three times whilst incurring the clumsy penalty, you will get rid of that penalty. If you roll a nat 20 once on it, it will automatically turn that straight into a new skill, which would be the opposite of clumsy. What's the opposite of clumsy? Finesse. Finesse. Oh, good word. Delicate. Careful yes, so. <laughs> or detail-oriented or whatever. Yeah. So if you roll a nat 20 against the clumsy penalty, then you'll turn that into a new skill instantly. So normally you'd have to roll three nat 20s against a particular thing to turn it into a skill. But if you roll a nat 20 against a trauma, it automatically does that. So lovely, lovely that we've got a trauma so early on. That's good fun. So <laughs> basically you're trying to set up this camera in the corner of the passenger car and you just slip and you actually fall down onto the seat below and end up chucking the camera down onto someone's lap. And it's one of his honeymooning couple. Let's say it's this guy. Just goes, oh, 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 God, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you throwing things at me? Oh, I've been sleeping. Why? Like, oh, all right. Shh, shh, shh. Don't want to wake up the wife. She needs a rest. We're off to our honeymoon, you know. Like, you don't, don't ruin the journey. What what are you doing? Why are you on the chair? Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the uh, conductor, uh, uh, drive. I mean, pilot, um, maintenance crew. Oh, let me grab that. I'll just like try to pick up the messed up camera or whatever. All right, whatever. Just get off me. Like, and he he just kind of brushes you away. He's like. No, just whatever, man. Get out of here, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, uh, Buren tries to like you know exit the situation if he can. Could I jump in and uh, try and smooth this interaction over a little? Is that all right? You can go for it if you want. I'm incredibly sorry, sir. Oh I God, who are you? What? How many uses there? Oh, sorry. No, I'm. Um... I'm with the uh, with the concessionary staff. I do apologise. Uh, uh, is there anything I can do to to make this up to you? Maybe a a, a hot drink or something to help you relax and get back to sleep. Uh, I mean, we already had some champagne down the car. It wasn't very nice. Uh, you want oh, I d- one moment, and I uh, pop open like a thigh compartment, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a champagne chiller. It's on ice. I'm not sure I want your thigh juice. What? Uh, oh, uh, no, but uh, I promise you, and I pull out a gleaming, frosty bottle of something that looks very expensive. Where on uh, earth were you hiding that? Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> you know how things are. I'm built for service. And uh, I place the bottle down on the table and just go, and um, uh, w- with compliments from the staff and our apologies. All right. Well, okay. Uh, I guess. Um, wow. Okay, well, we'll... We'll leave you in peace now. Yeah. And uh, kind of like, usher, usher along. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll for this. This is too nice. So we're going to just go ahead and let this happen and uh, say he's assuaged and he, uh, he, he just like, yeah, just uh, don't, don't throw stuff at people. It's rude. Of course, of course. That's a forearm and a thigh I've checked off of my enhancements. <laughs> now I've got to keep track of everything I've used in. <laughs> So yeah, you can just walk on through to the hospitality guard now and this guy is shaking his head, but he's, he's calm enough. Okay, so you go into the hospitality car and it is, call it a hospitality car, it's probably a bit generous. It's basically a glorified closet. It's not a big room. There's a couple of stools in front of a quite small bar with a pretty sleepy bar person behind it who uh, seems pretty tired and fed up, kind of looks up at you when you walk in and... He, he nods. You're the people that came in on uh, the last uh, last stop, right? Um, how you doing? Long day, eh? Well, just the start for us. Uh, night shift, you know how it is. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. I've been here 12 hours. Ooh, that's rough, buddy. You know, no one comes into the hospitality car anymore. Like, we do a few drinks and maybe some snacks early on. But I've been uh, been mostly polishing glasses for the last four hours. Everyone's asleep back there. I poked my head in a little while back. Graveyard shifts. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. This is, this is just the train these days. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. It used to be busier before they got those space travel things in. Oh, I know, I know. At least normally the uh, conductor will give me some good chat, but we got a new guy on this week and uh, it's just 
he's lazy and boring and ugh. oh really mm. oh i didn't know there was a new conductor in here uh what who are they i'll uh i'll have to introduce myself or we'll have to introduce ourselves yeah i guess i he's probably sleeping he's, he just doesn't do anything like the last lady she was great she'd come through and chat and we had a good team work and uh, yeah i guess i guess she got promoted to one of those space thingies or got a job on the platform i don't know oh yeah don't um yeah he's a uh, he's a little grumpy i don't know like yeah whatever uh you want a drink or anything uh, i'm good i don't know about you too uh... how about some nuts you want a snack I-, I got cake bars and there's some some protein things cake bar sounds delicious if you have one i'd like one yeah sure yeah, we don't we don't have much of the fancy stuff on. Most of the stuff's complimentary with the tickets, you know. You know, like this uh, travel is expensive enough as it is. So he hands you across a small package with a little cakey bar thing in it. If you eat it, it's pretty bland. Just a, a slab of some grainy, maybe oats. You can't really tell. It's not the most satisfying of meals. It is horrifying that I can vividly imagine what that cake bar is like. I mean, of course, you would have served a lot of them in your lifetime, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, probably Bruin kind of starts eating and then kind of slows down and then maybe cuts it in two and folds it together for a rough day. Puts it in his toolbox for his lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm here to service the cabin and whatnot. Anything else I can help you with? Well, just, uh, I, I'm Maurice, and I hold out a hand. Just go, and you are? I'm Jaren. Uh, I've uh, I've been here for far too long. Um, it's nice to meet oh. you, Maurice. And you other two? You're an odd-looking bunch for um, a, a late-night journey. You, are you all together? Yeah, I'm Jaren. I'm the mechanic. I kind of, like, hold up my toolbox. Oh, oh I didn't know. Have we got some maintenance issues? Oh, all right. They don't tell me anything these days. I am Frankie, the other mechanic. <laughs> the other mechanic. And I sort of rate to give him a high five. He kind of sleepily raises his hand. Oh, this is, no, sorry, too much energy, too much. Um, <laughs> and it, he'll meet your so high five, sort of, but it's a very, uh, very tame high five. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm taking this to the station. Uh, they need me to, to cover someone's shift on concessions on the way out um, for another train. Oh. And they're jump seating me in. Oh, you're on the early shift then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Well, good luck and all that. Yeah, I'm just gonna perch myself up here. If you need anything, just give me a shout. Yeah, you mentioned a new conductor. Do you know where he's at? I just want to, well, say hello. You know, yeah. I'm still quite new to the service. I want to network a little bit. He's got his little cupboard next door, just in the cabin ahead, opposite the loose. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, of course. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Have a good night, I guess. Careful, he's a grump. Ah, everyone, every conductor's a little bit grumpy. Uh, I'm sure they'll warm up a uh, given time. Y- you know what? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I'm I'm too harsh on him. No one really wants these jobs. You know, we just, we, we do what we have to. So, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he came from something even worse. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it easy on him next time. All right. Well, have a good nap or... You know, a rest at least. At least it's oh, a quiet God, Don't night. tell anyone I was napping. Don't, don't. Oh, no, of course. I was alert the whole time. Mum's right. the word. <laughs> One service worker's whenever I can tell our, yeah, our code, you know? We'll, uh, yeah, we'll get out of your hair. It's lovely to meet you, sir. Enjoy the rest of your trip. And, uh, yeah, I hope you figure out what's whatever's wrong with the train. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, just, just shout me if you need anything, okay? Will do. So he'll kind of slump back into the back of his booth area. He picks up a glass and absentmindedly just starts polishing it. It was definitely clean already. Uh, <laughs> and if you look behind him, you can see a shelf of pristine cleanliness. Like the, the shelves have definitely been polished five times. The glasses are all like sparkly clean. The, he's got a cloth on the counter where he's put like several layers of polish down and it, it, it takes a lot of pride in his work. Either that or he's very, very bored. <laughs> but yeah, if you look past him, you can see there's a door through to the next cabin and there's a little sign that points to the toilet and yeah, maybe another sign that says there's the conductor's uh, cabin up that way. I think that's where we're heading, right? Sure. Welcome to the mid-roll. 
we're going to use this space to tell you a bit about ourselves and also to celebrate some of our awesome friends. Firstly, maybe it'd be a good idea to tell you a bit about this game and where you can find it. Cybertopia is a rules light sci-fi game created by myself, Ben Newborn, and the base rulebook can be bought pay what you want over at my itch page. You can find me mostly on Twitter, just by my name, Ben Newborn, and I also have some trailers and whatnot up on YouTube, also under my name. And here's some info about the players from this episode. Hi, I'm Valerie North. I make video games, TTRPGs, and write music and stories. My most recent big project is post-apocalyptic TTRPG, Seekers in the Blasted Zones. You can find me as Valerie North on Itch, Twitch, Tumblr, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Hi, I'm Jen, and I've been playing Maurice. You can find me on Twitter until it dies in a hellfire at, at JenJembles. Um, or you can find me playing Mavis the Medtech at Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. Or on Tuesdays over with Ampersand D20 on Twitch, playing a very, very good adventurer who's a very good adventurer indeed. I actually only know Ray from Discord. He's not on Twitter, he doesn't make things on Itch or anywhere else. He just responded to the open casting call and has been a fantastic addition to the show. Just an illustration of how easy it can be to get involved in this sort of stuff, so don't hold yourself back from shooting your shot. Next up, here's a quick promo for a good friend of the show. There may be a bazillion D&D actual plays out there, and I may have listened to most of them, but I've only ever come across one that has a stack of frogs and a character so mysterious that description comes with an asterisk. I've listened to Nathan and the gang since day one, and I guarantee you're in for a good time with them. A story of monsters, mystery, and myth. And the four adventurers who have banded together as heroes and as friends. And then he hears Val's voice from above, and then he basically feels better. Yeah. <laughs> who come together to make the world a little safer for their fellow mortals. Large creatures. I brought Hody! <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can't put yep. Hody in danger. Well, I guess it's hero time. Reckless Attack is a weekly, collaboratively built and character-driven D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. Join us at our table as we explore a homebrew fantasy world whose future is built on the mistakes of the past. A story of ultra giants and saints, legends and rediscovery, and stacks of frogs. Jackers is building his own Ewok village. <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> Check us out at recklessattack.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, back to the action! Okay, if you go through to that door, you see what looks like literally a cupboard. On the right side of when you go through the door, there's the toilet, and it's just a, a closed folding door. It's not even as advanced as the sliding doors you get on most doorways <laughs> these days. It is an old, slightly battered door that has toilets kind of scrawled on it because the sign's fallen off. And opposite that, there's what looks like a cupboard with conductor uh, written on it. I never thought that in my head I'd imagine a futuristic, like, maglev train as a pacer, <laughs> but that's all I've got in my <laughs> head now. Is like, <laughs> But there's no sign of the conductor. Um, the door to the conductor's cupboard is, is closed. The door to the toilet is closed. And in further on from that, you can see a, another door that leads outside and a further door that would lead further on into like the cargo sections. Um, as we pass through, I kind of turn, turn to, uh, to you two and go, new conductor, eh? Maybe, maybe that's our guy? It's certainly suspicious. Hmm. Yeah, you never know. Maybe you should just talk to everyone. I want to roll with my observation, see if there's anything in the conductor's cabin that sort of stands out and, and sort of hints that maybe this person has another agenda other than being a conductor, such as being a, a an inside job. Also, if you're looking around, maybe check to see if he's actually in there. If you're, your little, that little box you had earlier that was like looking at people, because if he's in there and we think he might be our guy, we could just, I don't know, maybe weld the door shut. <laughs> Probably can't do that quietly, but that might do the job. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, oh, yeah. if you just look around this cabin, it's basically a gangway. There's nothing of note in this area. The door to the conductor's little cupboard is closed, so you can't immediately see anything 
about or of the conductor. All right. Yeah. Okay. The, but the heartbeat monitor would detect if there's someone behind, presumably. Sure. So I can try that roll. Yep. Let's see. That is a 17 plus one for okay. 18. Yeah. Okay. So the heartbeat monitor bleeps, okay. and you can tell there is definitely a person in the conductor's cabin or cupboard. Yeah. Maybe one of us stays here to watch and see who's there. If anyone comes out, then look where they're going, while the rest of us look for other possible avenues. Other, maybe this isn't our guy. Maybe, maybe we should we should still check out the freight cars. I think. Oh, for sure. Guess if they're trying to deal with the cargo, they'd have to come that way anyway. Just I don't know what you're handy, right, with vehicles. And I, I look at Baron and go, "Do you know what sort of door that is? Like, reckon we could jam it or something just to." No, slow them down. If they do happen to be our guy, and apparently they're a bit of an ass anyway, so it might be funny. Um, yeah, usually that's what I do. That this day is well, really just another day, kind of traumatized already by it. But yeah, I can try. So, like, what's the door like? Is it just a wooden door, or does it have any like electronic components or metal? I'd say so. This door is a little more intact than the toilet door. This is a sliding door. It looks like it's modern enough at least to have like a lock and probably like an electronic mechanism. So do you want the door to be not openable? Is that right? So just like jam it or? Yeah, if you think you could do it. I mean, if there's any chance he's our guy, locking him in there won't hurt, will it? And it sounds like they're not going to need him for the passengers or anything so there is maybe only 90 minutes of the journey left at this point so yeah it's not like he'll be in there forever if he's not our guy you know might suck he'd probably asleep in there to be honest if he's not our guy but yeah and actually that's a good point when you were doing the heartbeat monitor it seemed like a very slow heartbeat like this is not an active person ah or it's a very well-trained and calm <laughs> person ready to strike. Ah, uh, yeah, it's one of those sleeper agents that are really trained to look like they're sleeping. <laughs> mm. Or maybe they've already been rendered unconscious by the actual attackers. Also very true. But either way, we're not going to need them. Lock yeah. them in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Buran, you, you... yeah, since uh, Buran has, uh, you know, is, is a pushover, he won't really think twice about the uh, ethical, you know, afterthoughts of imprisoning people against their will. Think of it this way: if they are innocent and they come out when a commotion starts, if they're in the bad guy's way, they're only in danger, right? So if they are innocent and they're not involved at all, keeping them in there's keeping them safe, right? And if for any reason we did need to get in there, that's my job. Exactly. Okay, it's an electrical lock. Yeah, I think I just want to like uh, disable the ability to activate the lock so you can basically never okay. enter a code or like connect the wire so it opens so it's just you know unusable. Sure, nice. Okay, so tinkering and toolbox then, but minus one for your clumsy. Right, so this is just a plus two. Yep. Okay, let's see what we get. 15, so 17. Nice. Okay, so that is one success against your clumsy trauma. Nice. Gotcha. Two more of those, and you will be free of it. So you managed to effectively and quietly, I'll note, seal that door shut, and the person that you know is in there will be trapped with quite some effort for them to get out. Um, Before we head on as well, uh, could I just, you know, rifle through... Uh, you know, when people reserve tables, there's little signs, you know, that say reserved, or if there's an area that's cleaning, it's sort of don't go in. I'm hoping I can find somewhere on my person uh, just a little door hanger that says do not disturb. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say you've just got something like that on your person, or, or you can like create one. Yeah, like, a printer, little, little like a sign printer. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for printing new menus, things like that. We just, yeah, just quickly. It's just like one of those little, little uh, stick, sticker printers. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just like stick one on. Just a little do not disturb sign. Just like uh, stick that on there and go, well, that's just stop anyone getting in. No one doesn't pay attention to a sign, surely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sign on the toilet is just scrawled on there. So, I mean, that sign's probably more <laughs> official than that. Ah, brilliant. 
as, as we go to move on, I just sort of look around and go, mm-hmm. And print off a quick sign for that as well and paste it over the scroll. It's going, ah, much better. That says toilet or out of use? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it says, it says toilet. Just want the sign to be nicer. Okay. Um, all right. So, I mean, you're, you're in this area now and uh, you've sealed off the conductor. You utified the toilet door. And uh, yeah, there's there's two more doors in this area and not much else of note, really. One of the doors definitely leads outside and one of them, the other one leads ahead. There aren't windows on these doors, so you can't see through them to see what's on the other side. But yeah, quite obviously, the one ahead leads forward on the train. I guess onwards and upwards. Well, just onwards, not double-decker train. Not this one, anyway. Um, And that's good to know, I guess, the door, just in case you need to get out without blowing a hole in the side of the train. That's less fun, but like, good to know. Yeah. I will make note of that. Can I check like where the walker was exactly delivered to? Like, is it directly on top of us or where we initially arrived or is it further in the front? So the walker was delivered on top of where the cargo crate is that you were going towards because Amazing Corp assumed that's where a walker would be needed at mm-hmm. some point. So yeah, it is a, in on on top of the cabin ahead of you. Okay. So uh, is someone going to go for that door at the front or from the side or where are you heading next? Absolutely straight ahead towards the thing we're meant to be protecting. Okay, that door does not open. Oh, that's not the door we didn't want to not open. Hmm. Any idea? I sort of step back and let the getting through things expert and the (laughs) mechanical expert through just like, can't sweet talk a lock, I'm afraid. So uh, this one's all (laughs) you. really, really nice to it. Well, I mean, that's essentially what this does, holding up the electronic lockpick. I'm so glad it was an electric lockpick and not a grenade. (laughs) (laughs) My my first thought was like, ah, breaching charge. Shotgun, <laughs> breaching charge. <laughs> I guess that would be more like a sweet shout rather than sweet talk. So I guess so. Just by looking at it, you can see that this door is a sliding door. It is not a swinging door. Yeah. So I mean, the shotgun not the most helpful in that situation. <laughs> although it might do to disengage the lock anyway. But that's not what we're going for. Electronic lock pick. Okay, let's have a roll for electronic so, lock pick then. So, Plus one. Nat 20. Nice. Nice. Okay. Great. So, so, yeah, we've had a trauma and now we've got the first learning. So basically with a nat 20, you get a learning towards a new skill. If you then get two more nat 20s in that same thing, then you can get a new skill related to that thing. So you have your... This was this using a skill. This was just using the item, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just using the item, really. Yeah. So I'd say what the the learning would be towards would be something like lock picking. That makes sense because it's a lock pick. Yeah. So one learning towards lock picking, and yeah, if you get two more learnings in that, if you get two more nat twenties when lock picking, then you will get a plus one skill in lock picking. So. So. Yeah. We've got lock picking. One learning. Yes. Excellent. So, yeah, what you do is you jam your electronic lockpick into the door and you can hear some whirring, you can hear some clanking. The door is definitely reacting to your electronic lockpick and the, the lock is engaging. And you can hear the mechanism of the door just kind of go clunk, 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 and it's trying to pull open, but the door is jammed somehow like there's there's something more going on here than just it being locked but it was locked and it is no longer locked is this the door to the cargo area or is it something in between still and this is the door to the cargo area according to your schematics there is nothing between this door and the cargo area that that sounded like a good sound are we are we in the lock is open the door is not yet ah ooh, okay so you're saying that someone might have jammed it from the other side. Mm, that conductor probably wasn't the guy then, huh? Hmm. Well, oh dear, okay, well, we'd best get prepared just in case we need something on the other side then, right? Right. I mean, now might be the 
time to try going around the side. Uh, yeah, maybe. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Maurice does not look sure about going outside of the train. <laughs> uh, are you? Oh, you've only you've only got one set of magnetic grips. I see. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, well, I guess someone will have to let us in through the door. Whoever wants to go outside. Uh, uh, um, oh dear. G- good idea. I, I like it. A great idea. Uh, it's a shame you've only got one set. Um, so does someone want to try the side door then? If we open it, will there be like some giant, you know, wind pouring in, like dragging at our The feet, train is moving is it... very fast. So you might get blustered a bit by the wind, but unless you're like hanging out of the door or something, you're probably safe. Okay. Let's just see if this one even opens. Yeah, I, I it does. Hold on to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you go to open the door, the door will slide open, and a massive rush of wind just starts flowing in, and you can feel that air pressure suddenly drop. You're not like high up in the air; you're not like thousands of feet up, but it's going so fast that the air is blowing in and blowing out. And if you stick your head out, you are getting like a face full of wind. So, do you want to go, or should I try to get to my walker, Frankie? Uh, that's a very deep question. What is the nature of desire, after all? There are inherent risks of this, I am sure, but there is only the flow and the interconnectedness of everything to guide me. I will risk it! (laughs) 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 I think Buren just goes, so is that a yes, or... (laughs) That is a yes. Okay, so I'm. I guess I'm using climbing skill as well to climb around the outside, and presumably we have the schematics. We can see where there's another door to get back in again. Yeah, yeah. There is another door on the next carriage along where the cargo is. Yeah, but you will have to climb along a fair bit to get to it. So it's going to be difficult. But you've got the tools and the skills, apparently. I think I will attach like a like a belt clamp around you from my toolbox with a rope. So in case you should fly off, we can retrieve you somehow. Okay, I like this. So what we'll do is we'll call this an assist roll from you. Um, sure. So if you roll f- for toolbox, I don't think any. F- I don't think tinkering comes into this. Oh, um, actually, as well, if we're just putting things out there, uh, it, it looks quite cold out there here, and. Uh, just checking. Do, do you drink at all? Um, I don't, don't don't want to offend you by pouring you a drink if you don't drink. Everyone needs fluids for existence. Oh no! I oh, no, you misunderstand me. Um, I was going to pour you something for a little bit of uh, both Dutch courage, but um, the warmth of it, you know, it looks very cold out there. I, I'll tell you now. If you accept and Jen rolls well, then you'll get a bonus to your roll to climb out. Ab- absolutely. Ah, whiskey, neat. <laughs> Coming. All that differing and then give me the hard stuff. <laughs> Coming right up. Okay, so first, Buran will have the roll to attach a rope. So I think it was just, just toolbox, right? Yep. Yeah, so uh, I rolled a nine and with uh, the toolbox that makes an 11 total. Okay, so on a 11 to 15, you get a plus one for the assist. So Okay, barely scraped by. <laughs> yep, Frankie will get a plus one. And then if Maurice also does a assist roll, I'm guessing Chef Mattix and Food Science? Well, I was hoping potentially customer service and food science, Uh, but I could take Chef Mattix instead. Yeah, I don't don't know if this is customer service-y. Yeah, I guess. It was more I was was anticipating their needs without being asked was the way I was thinking of it. But uh, I'll certainly... Yeah, I'll give you all of it. Plus six. Oh, Oh, let's go. I wasn't expecting plus... Well, thank you. I I love a well-argued point. Ah. Well, it's a good thing because I rolled three, so that's nine (laughs) total. Uh, So that's that's not quite enough to give a bonus on the assist, but... Shaky hands because the the wind is coming through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Goes goes to pour a whiskey out and it just kind of gets flown out the door. There's some left. Good stuff. Uh, Buran, in the meanwhile, manages to get a roughly tied knot to Frankie's back, just in case they fall off and need rescuing. But there is a safety line there of some sort. 
So Frankie ha- gets a plus one to the roll to climb out on their holder grips. And that's plus one climbing, plus one magnetic grips. Plus one assist. So plus, th- plus three total. Yep. So it is 15 total. Nice. Okay. It's a struggle, but you manage to kind of gradually climb across the side of the train. You climb along the side of the train and... It is very much a cargo cabin in that there's no windows, there's no way to see in. It seems pretty tightly shut down. And eventually you get to that front door of the cabin and yeah, it's shut. It's also locked and you're outside with really (laughs) fast winds blowing past. I'm really glad that you're the one who went. Meanwhile, Maurice and Buran, you start hearing a banging coming from the conductor's cupboard. You can hear his voice... Oh, oh, hello? Anybody out there? I'm, I'm stuck. Oh, what's, what's, what's happening? Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, help! And he's, he's hear this banging. Do either of you respond? Buren, I think, just has this like terrified gaze uh, on his eyes, and it's just like looking panickingly at you. Um, uh, hello. Sorry, are you are you having trouble in there? Uh, hello, hello. The the door's stuck. It's stuck. I, it, it, it's it's the lock's not working. Can oh dear. Can you, um, can you get me out? Can you help? I don't know anything. I'm really sorry. It doesn't look like anything's on the outside, but I can uh, I can um, I I can send a message uh, down train. See if anyone can come and uh, and fix it for you. Um, I guess sit tight and I'll I'll have someone make come down and 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 get you out. Oh please 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 be quick. Oh gosh. Oh what's the time? What's the time? Oh no it's it's time already. Oh no. Oh what, what, what time? It's 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 nearly time. We're nearly there. Oh oh oh. oh haven't please, we got please another, get me out. Haven't we got another hour or so to go before we get get to land? Just just get me out of here please please. Um don't worry, don't panic. Um, like I said, we'll we'll have someone. Uh, I'll 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 send a message down, and I'm sure they'll get someone there. I don't know. Do you have mechanics on this train, though? Um, oh. I didn't see any in the carriage. Uh, oh no! You might have to wait till you're at the station. Oh, see, uh, maybe maybe Jaren will help. Um, Jaren in the in the hospitality guard. Get get Jaren. Uh, okay. Um, I'll uh. I'll go see them, but if they can't help it, I know they'll have someone at the station. Uh, so at the very least, that's the latest. It'll, it'll, you'll, you'll be able to get out, right? That's okay. Oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Thinking. okay, okay. I'll get out. Oh, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. It, it's okay. Just relax. Um, uh, I'll make sure Jaron knows so uh, they can come and have a look and. If they can't get it open, they can. If you've got anything that needs doing before the the, the train arrives, um, I'm sure they uh, they wouldn't mind doing it for you. Um, and everything will be fine. It's okay. It's okay. I've I've got the controls in here that I can I can use for 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 uh, the, the approach to the station. So it it's going to be okay. It's good. Okay, I'll be fine. Yeah. Thank it's you. All Thank okay. you. Get Jaren. I'm sure he can help. Yes. Yeah. I'll um I'll be right back. Just a moment. And I open the door back to the other car and uh, shut it again without going through and just sort of hold my finger up at Buren to my lips, just like, shh, okay. Yeah, Buren nods profusely. <laughs> and then he also like shows you like a, so, like some device and it has like a display with a voltage indicator and he kind of like turns up the voltage indicator and like points toward the door. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh god! Uh, uh, Maurice reacts kind of like a little bit worried, but also doesn't fully understand what's going on. So it's just like, okay, <laughs> okay, and I like sort of point towards the the door that's stuck. I'm like, hopefully, hopefully they'll get us through that door. <laughs> okay, we'll go back. We'll go back to Frankie hanging on the outside of the train at the locked door at the other end of the cargo cabin. Yeah, you've got a, another door to get through. Yeah, and probably both hands in use at the moment, holding on. Yeah. I, 
I mean, I think probably the smartest thing to do would be to look for another door to get in or go back. So in the, on this side of the train, on this cabin, this is the only door in. You can see further down uh. the train, there are further cabins like this that have a, another door further down, but they all look very similar to the exact one that you're on. Right. And it doesn't seem anything particularly unusual about this door being locked. It is an external door to a sensitive area of the train. So it's not unusual that this would be locked. Right. I mean, there really isn't aren't many options except trying the electronic lockpick again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be harder this time because you are on the outside of a moving yeah. train. But you can definitely try it. I mean... <laughs> What I'll say is because you're using your grips and you're kind of climbing at the same time, I'll let you add those also into the roll. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, so that's another, that's plus three again. Yes. With the electronic lock pick. So total of eight. Yeah. I'm guessing that doesn't do it. Yeah. So you pull off one of your hands from the grip, go to grab your electronic lock pick, and you try and jam it in the lock, but it's just so windy. You just can't get it into that lock that door yeah. and your arm is just kind of flailing sideways from the train you manage to keep on like you're not letting go with the other hand but you just can't get that door open the only alternative is go back well as you are failing to get through that door you feel the train start to slow down a little like not enough to fall out of the sky slow down but it is definitely decelerating can i calculate like between a normal riding level and falling like on that scale where like how much are we are we dropping yeah i'd say with your non-walker piloting skill you could make that judgment so if you oh, roll okay. sure. plus one for that let's go for that second trauma it's a 19 so 20 with that piloting skill nice nice yeah you can tell it's still got a ways to go before it would like fall out of the sky. It should not be slowing at all at this point. So this is unusual, but you're not in danger and it doesn't feel like it's going to drop to the point. Like the, the deceleration is not sharp. It is gradual and it doesn't seem like it's going to get to the point anytime soon that it's going to fall out of the sky. Uh, do we have like mobile phones or anything to Frank or is he just on his own? Also, you've got in-ear communicators. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm saying like, uh, Frankie, I think I think we're running out of time. I think we need to make it to the pilot's cabin. So the pilot's cabin that's at the very front of the train is quite a ways away from where you are. Like, say it's like a twelve cabin train. You're on like this is cabin six or something. You're only about halfway there. That sounds perfect for a method of transportation that might be somewhere on top of the train. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, meanwhile, Frankie is still flapping on the side of the train. Do you think you could talk me through driving your mech? Seeing as I'm already out here, and so is it. You could just hang on to it, and I can call it on top of myself. That sounds good, yes. Okay, tell me when you're ready. Right, I guess I have to make the roll again for climbing to yep. get to the mech. Yep, you uh, you can climb. Your, I guess you'd have to climb on top of the cabin and then go back. Yep. You can uh, try that. Yeah. Are there, like, on the roof of the train, are there, like, windows that can you see up or down into the train? Where Maurice and Buran are, if you look up, you can see there is, like, a an emergency hatch kind of thing in the, in the ceiling of this compartment that you're in, where Frankie is until they climb on top of the train. He's not going to know. Okay. Either way, Frankie needs to do a climbing roll now. So right, so I'm um, I'm making the roll. Mm-hmm. So so that's just the plus two, isn't it? With the climbing and magnetic grips. I don't think we can use any of these other things. So uh, no, another five to make seven total. This this is not good. Wow. This, yeah, yeah, Frankie had such a promising start getting out of the train and it's all gone downhill from there. It's real struggle now. Like, even though the train has slowed down somewhat, it's a little easier to move, but Frankie, I think maybe the fright of a hand coming loose has maybe knocked their confidence a bit. So he's, he's kind of very gingerly trying to clamber up on top of the train and it's just, 
it's he's he's making progress, but it's painfully slow. That fright, can we hear that in your voice when you communicated back to us? Yeah, I'd probably say you could. It's time to crack out the empathy and persuasion stats, I think. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Frankie? Frankie, uh, uh, I kind of like in a hushed voice because we're still next. But Frankie, uh, Frankie, it's Maurice. Um, Hello, Maurice. Listen, you've got this. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> listen, don't don't worry. Uh, you've got this. Those things are fantastic pieces of technology, brilliant pieces of magnets. Think about what magnets are doing right now. They're moving this entire train over the ocean. They can definitely keep you on the side of that train car. I believe in you. You can do this. And good luck, my friend. I love it. Oh, that was lovely. Okay, let's have a roll for oh, yeah. empathy persuasion. Let's see if it was actually lovely. Uh, empathy and persuasion. How about customer service? Can I win? No, I don't think you're serving here. <laughs> yeah, probably not. How about... Uh... Have you tried turning your magnets off and on again? Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, don't try that. <laughs> Yeah, fair point. Okay, no customer service. All right, uh, that is a five plus three eight. Yeah, the the rolls have gone bad. Yeah, I, Frankie, I think is still probably flapping a little bit out there, making slow progress. Still, your calming words have done little. Sort of, sort of muttering philosophical aphorisms. But in a shaky voice, like, they're not really in right now. And I tried to encourage you to not fear climbing the train right after being very visibly <laughs> scared of climbing the train. Um, probably not my best idea. Yeah. I, I, so Frankie is not falling off the train, at least. So there's that. But at this exact moment, you start hearing the fluttering of rotor blades in the air.